Hi, and welcome to another episode of Nothing to Hide. My name is Kevin, and on today's episode, we're going to review a couple of um, things that have been um, kind of coming across my plate lately with respect to anti-Chinese sentiments. There was an article uh, on the blogto.com website by uh, Chelsea Shim Sharma, which was posted about three days ago. I just want to read it to you. Get away from me. Get out of here, you Chinese. Get away from me, screamed a woman outside of a Whole Foods in Markham. My family warned me. They said racism against the Chinese community is inevitable during the pandemic. They remember the anti-Asian hate during the SARS outbreak. It's not something you forget. I naively assumed I would not fall victim to it, and if so, definitely not in my hometown, Markham, a city of 353,000 people, 70% of which are visible minorities. I was naive. I was wrong. I went to the store for eggs and left with angry tears. I waited in line outside of Whole Foods. There were 10 people behind me and one person in front of me. Everybody was respecting social distance and standing on the taped floor marking six feet apart. The person in front of me turned around and constantly, constantly to glare at me. Her face was sour, as if she was repulsed by something. I felt uncomfortable, but the last thought on my mind was that the thing discussing her was me. I did not jump to conclusions about potential prejudice. I assumed it was nothing personal until she opened her mouth. Get away from me. Get out of here. You Chinese, get away from me. She, shout, she shouted to an Asian woman who approached the line. At that moment, it clicked. Racists are in my community, waiting for their opportunity to spread hate. You are rude and racist, I said to her. She grew more belligerent, and I demanded I, and demanded I stop talking. Get away from me, she screamed. Are you ashamed of yourself for being so blatantly racist, I asked. You should be. She stood by her hate. She stood by her words and justified it. I'm scared, okay? She, sh sh she shouted back to me. I'm scared for myself, and I'm scared for my family. Stay away from me. Don't come near me. Her turn in line was up. This was the end of our exchange, and she entered Whole Foods with her head held high, like nothing had happened. Groceries? Check. Xenophobia? Check. As if this was just another day during the pandemic. Being scared does not excuse racism. Racism will not protect her or, the, or her family she is so scared for. Would any of this click with her? I understand how frightening the world is today. There is instability in the present and uncertainty for the future. Thousands are gravely ill and dying every day. People are losing their jobs and children cannot go to school. It is scary that I can wholeheartedly agree with. What else scares me is the audacity she had to be so hateful in public, as if it was a shameless act. Most of the people in line were silent and looked down at their shoes. One laughed and one noted how loud she was, but nobody corrected her. My dose of racism did not stop with that face-to-face -face encounter. As the virus spreads, so does anti-Chinese movements online. Racist keyboard warriors are rampant, spreading rumors about the Chinese community, mocking our appearance and dehumanizing us by calling us filthy, diseased animals. With the global effect of the pandemic, prejudice against the Chinese community is stronger than ever through the power of cyber racism and a xenophobic world leader who pushes to racialize the virus. There are reports worldwide of Asians being assaulted, spit on, refused from businesses, and kicked out of taxis in the middle of the highway. Racist commenters applaud these actions and hope the same happens in their community. 
Fellow mothers in a local Facebook Facebook moms group have warned each other to avoid eating Chinese food to protect themselves from the virus. I bet they serve bats instead of chicken. Disgusting. Another mother added to one of the many derogatory posts. Every day I scroll through my social media to social media feed and see a growing surge of insensitive posts online. The gifts and memes shared by friends and acquaintances may not appear to be overtly racist, but sharing that normalizes and condones racism. I too am guilty of this. There is a meme circulating about things that feel wrong but should not. Coughing while Asian is one of them. I wish I could laugh at this, but it is not just a joke, it is reality. I would go as far as to say in my experience at Whole Foods, coughing while Asian was not the issue. It was simply existing. In times of crisis, we can work to be more kind and sensitive to each other. As a deadly virus spreads viciously through the world, there is heightened fear, panic, and growing uncertainty. He can be contagious. Let's not condone, but condemn racism races responses to the pandemic. There are enough worries in this chaotic time. Racism should not be one of them. Again, that was written by Chelsea Shim Sharma of uh, BlogTO. Uh, blogtheo.com so I'm uh, my background is Korean um, and uh, I can't say that I've experienced any of this lately but I'm well aware that this is happening uh, many of my friends um, almost have an anti-white position these days which is equally as bad it's 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 racism so, um, a couple of things regarding this article that I've learned uh, through some readings uh, over the last week of what behaviors obviously were taken by um, the, this individual, Chelsea, that could have de-escalated the situation. Um, so we'll go over, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of those things right now. And let me just pull up this article. So psychology today shares by an MD, Kristen Fuller, the impact of racism and also has an interesting article about her experience while participating in a volunteer event. I'm just pulling it up here. So she was working in or involved in a nonprofit organization which helps uh, immigrants and refugees from Mexico and South America uh, find safety, shelter, and ultimately a better life in America. And for many of you that are familiar, um, not too long ago, there's been an enormous um, anti-Mexico, anti-South America, um, Latino, um, xenophobic 
uh, racist agenda designed by the Trump government. Um, in this article, she interestingly shares how um, within her organization, a lot of the leaders were very open about uh, anti-white sentiments. So this is almost like the racism uh, spurred by one form of racism put onto another. So I, I have friends and family, unfortunately, that, and I say that openly, unfortunately, because I don't agree with their um, anti-white sentiments, just as much as I don't agree with anti-Asian sentiments, anti-Mexican sentiments, anti-any sentiment, because racism is racism. And uh, a quote that I really uh, enjoy sharing, I might have already shared it on this podcast, is by Buddha which is hate will not cease by hate, but by love alone. And, and it's true. If you, let's say, are a very avid environmentalist and you care about, um, the number of trees that we're cutting down or the number of uh, oil pipelines that are being put into place. To do that out of hatred will not, will not appease your, your, um, your desires. Um, Jack Cornfield shares this actually. I'm not sure where he, whose quote that he's taking it from. I think it's an, an environmentalist, but it goes something like this. Fight for the environment because you love the environment, right? It's like fight racism because you love humanity. And, and I, I, feel, I feel very strongly about that. Um, now, I made a couple of notes with respect to managing uh, racist comments, um, anti-Asian sentiments, anti-anything sentiments, because um, it's, it's very similar to bullying, actually. And bullyingcanada.ca has a couple of suggestions. Uh, so for victims, the number one thing that I've read with respect to, you know, Psychology Today, bullyingcanada.ca, other websites, the, the number one thing to do when you're experiencing racism, if possible, is to walk away. Avoidance. Avoidance 100% you're free. Um, the second, the second um, point that I've read, um, which 
is consistent on multiple websites is tell someone you trust um, or ask for help. Oftentimes, xenophobes, racists, bullies will not take on a crowd. Um, the, the third or fourth item is say something complimentary to the, to the bully or the xenophobe or the racist to distract him or her. Um, ideally, you want to stay in groups to avoid confrontation, but obviously with the current pandemic, social distancing, um, grocery stores have now limited individuals to be in groups of no more than one or two people uh, per household, or preferably one person. So that's not really um, a consideration. Um, pretend that the individual isn't affecting you. And so that's, that's a really interesting point. Although I understand it's very difficult when someone's in your face and trying to provoke you. Think of it this way, and this may sound strange to some of you, but you will understand the logic afterwards. Say you and I are standing outside and you're wearing a blue shirt and I'm wearing um, a green shirt. I go, hey, that's a really nice brown shirt. I really like how brown it is. And if we're friends, you'd probably look at me and wonder what, where I'm going with the joke or, you know, or if I'm off my medication, whatever. But a xenophobe or a racist um, spewing their hatred could be treated the exact same way, right? As though they're telling you that your blue shirt is a brown shirt, right? You would just think, for me personally, I would think, oh man, this person is really sick. I feel so sorry for that person or what have you. Um, that's, that's another technique to throw your, your, your perpetrator off. Keep reminding yourself that you're a good person, you're worthy of respect. Now, for bystanders, if you're not doing anything and you're within the vicinity of what's taking place and you're aware of what's taking place, you are considered a bystander. Instead of ignoring and bullying, uh, instead of ignoring uh, the bullying incident, try to tell someone with authority, uh, uh, another, uh, uh, an employee, a manager, call the police. Um, you want to move toward or next to the victim. Now, in this case, I understand we want to maintain six feet distance, but you still want to share uh, your support for the victim and show 
almost um, a means of um, solidarity uh, to fight against hatred. Use your voice, say stop, uh, befriend the victim, if possible, while maintaining good distance, lead the victim away from the situation. For bullies, um, consider getting counseling. Um, think about how you would feel if someone did the same thing to you and consider the, the feelings and uh, of, the, of the people you're impacting and think before you act. Um, I just want to make an important point that obviously we associate racism from the days of slavery, which were, which were designed by um, white people in the U.S. But, but slavery dates further back than just the U.S., of course. Um, it's been seen in Asia, it's been seen in ancient Greece, it's been seen in ancient Rome, Egypt, so on and so forth. And an interesting point that I've taken from podcasts that I saw, I can't remember if it was The Fighter and the Kid or Joe Rogan or one of those podcasts, is simply that the most racist people are often racist to their own uh, visible minority. Uh, once upon a time, during um, uh, Japan's um, ambitious endeavor to uh, enslave uh, the world, really, um, in their attempt to conquer China, Korea, actually when they were occupying China, Korea, they were um, obviously very racist and enslaved uh, other Asians. Um, you know, there there's a, still an ongoing problem um, uh, in the, the Middle East with uh, Palestinians and Israelis. Um, you know, the list goes on. Oftentimes, people, the most racist, are people that will put down other ethnic minorities of similar descent, like East Asians, right? The fact of the matter is, is that hate will not cease by hate, but by love alone. These unprecedented, unpredictable times are definitely going to test our mental strength. And there will be isolated cases of 
hateful people that are truly releasing their concerns, their fears onto others. And as, as a society that's fighting this pandemic and other atrocities, recently there was a gunman who posed as a, as a federal, like the Canadian version of a federal officer who went on like a killing spree in Nova Scotia. There's already so much fear that's that's in the air. We shouldn't continue to exacerbate it. We need to to stand up for each other. The outpouring of love and support for frontline health workers, for the elderly, is monumental. It's sad that it takes a pandemic almost for us to realize how much we need to care for these people. The way you treat the McDonald's employees or Burger King or any fast food chain, right? Pizza. The way you treat them all of a sudden has changed. People are telling them that they're doing God's work. People are, are, are thanking them for showing up to work. We need to continue that narrative. That we need to continue that story. That's what's really going to determine whether we come out of this as humans or as animals. So... I'm not going to end the podcast on a negative note, but I just wanted to share some tips on what to do in these situations. At all costs, you always want to remain calm, obviously. In the, in the blog TO uh, story that I shared at the beginning of the episode, obviously Chelsea could have exercised a few of these techniques that would have possibly thrown off her uh, her racist, um, which definitely could have de-escalated the situation. Fortunately, um, it was the racist turn to enter Whole Foods, and so the interaction ended. But psychologically you can throw off a bully um, a perp um, a xenophobe by simply creating a distraction there is a very famous mentalist i don't recall his name but i do remember a situation where he was in um, a different country and decided to go out for a walk uh, late at night in an area that probably wasn't um, the safest, the safest place. And he was stopped by an individual and this individual um, clearly had some nefarious motives. And all he did was, was 
ask a very almost strange question almost like um do you think the moon ever speaks to the sun just something so random which he claims uh, at the time he wasn't applying any of his um mentalist techniques per se it was more so out of almost like a, a fight and flight response and he just he said something completely out of the ordinary and the individual was so thrown off by the question that in the end um i think he had like a brief conversation with him said hey you know i hope i hope your life gets better and then they just departed ways. It was very fascinating. And he believes oftentimes in scenarios where perhaps you're vulnerable. Um, obviously, this is a one-on-one -on -one situation. You can throw off your, your attacker or whoever by asking strange questions. It could really just make it'll jolt them out of the situation that they're in uh, which is what i believe happened so several techniques to put into place to um, reduce stop avoid hatred on a positive note i just want to share that my elbow eye coordination is getting a lot better um, and i'm sure many of your elbow eye coordinations are getting really good as well I live in an uh, apartment building and um, have become accustomed to pressing buttons with my elbows. And I would say I started out at perhaps like a 50% elbow uh, BPA, button pressing action. And uh, I'm now, I would say, at about an 85, 85%. So many of you, I'm sure, are also getting very good at um, avoiding touching things and manipulating door handles and whatnot with your other body parts. And I think it'd be really interesting to see 10 years from now how ambidextrous um, children will be. But anyways, on that note, I hope you're all staying safe. I hope you're all taking care of one another, supporting one another, checking in with one another safely and, um, and spreading the love ultimately. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for your support. If you have any questions, you can reach me at nthpod at gmail.com. That's nthpod at gmail.com. Take care.